The following program is sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers. Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Tiptree. Well, it's a lovely time of year for fruits, and off to the orchards with you, Ken Crowther, as he's been catching up with Andre Ivanov from Tiptree. We are standing in, I suppose it is an orchard, isn't it? It is an orchard, yeah. It's and, a, but look at those fruits. Now, what have we got here? This uh, look like apples, they, they, but they're they, not, are they? they? They do look like apples, and uh, the shape is exactly the same color. It's similar as well, and, uh, but these are quinces. Now, is a, is a quince related to an apple, actually, or not? Because it's so similar, isn't it? it? It must be related. Because it, it's, it's got it's got a core, yeah. hasn't it, and yeah, a pip. It, it's a it's a top fruit, what we call it. Yeah. And, uh, it's exactly the same, probably from the same family, but it's slightly different uh, in terms of texture. Really, it's much harder berry than the apple. You can't just bite it into it; otherwise, you lose your yeah. You lose your teeth <laughs> to, completely. To, to, yeah, completely. So you have to slice it to to be able to eat it. Also, there's different varieties as well as you can see on this orchard we've got variety which is slightly been affected either by pollination or something happening it's not very productive but this variety is still it's fantastic yeah. i mean a lovely yellow fruit with just a touch of crimson on the on the side but not a lot now okay we're in september but you know most apples will be picked this month so when do you pick these? Because these aren't apples, these are quinces. So have these yeah. got a, a life of their own, haven't they? We're just uh, checking them at the moment on a weekly basis. You can see they, they need to get to that uh, golden uh, year cower, I should say. And uh, once they're ready, they release a very nice aroma, a very nice smell. And we know they're, they're ready at that stage and we go and pick them. When is it normally? Normally it's in October. In October, Normally, yeah, first week of October up to the second week, we should be, yeah, they should be ripened at that stage, and uh, yeah, we'll pick them. And then off to the jam factory, is it? They're off to the jam factory to be processed. They are made to our lovely Queen's jelly. <laughs> it is good for that. Interestingly, um, do you get much bird damage? Because on this tree that we're looking at, there's hardly any bird damage, and you'd expect this time of the year when you've, there's not a lot of fruit about, there's lovely yellow fruit they'd be down yeah. here having attacking them i guess it's uh, they would love to do something you know to eat them or try them but they're so hard uh, i i don't think they'll be able to peg them they've learned have they yes <laughs> so quince being the october one now just looking backwards um you've done plum you've done green gauge how were they as uh, you know were they as prolific as as, as these quinces are Yes, the, this year was good for plum. Uh, so we, we started uh, beginning of August with our green gauges and then slowly moved to our Victoria plants like uh, plums uh, mid, uh, mid, mid August. And then towards the end of August this year, much earlier than uh, expected, we picked our damsons as well. And damsons, you know, have become more popular in, in the culinary sense, haven't they? They're used for more jams and things than they used to be. But you've always grown them, haven't you? We've always grown them. Now, those are the three uh, plums which we always uh, had on site and still have them. And these are the three traditional varieties uh, which uh, you can find around the, 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 our county, even the country. So you've got through all those stone fruits and then we're back to these quick. I, I just can't get over the, the, 
the, the look of the trees at this time of the year, you know, we're in September, they look just gorgeous, lovely yellow fruit sitting on a lovely green tree. It's a sight for sore eyes, isn't it? It, it is. It's actually very, you know, like a picturesque uh, autumn, I should say. <laughs> you know, you've got this yellow fruit with a little bit of green and it's fantastic, you know. And some of the leaves starting to go uh, a little bit yellow as well. You know what time of the season is. It really is a lovely time of year. Andre with Ken Crowther in the orchards at Tiptree. Sponsored by Wilkin and Sons, established in 1885. You're listening to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. Well, you can't mention Wilkin and Son and Tiptree without thinking of strawberries, even at this time of the year. We rejoin Ken Crowther and Andre from Wilkin and Son talking strawberries. Andre, we've come uh, farther along the farm and we're now in. Well, an area of tunnels full of strawberries, yeah? Now, this, this plot alone, how, how big is this area here of strawberry, roughly? Just, just what you see around here, it's only uh, 10 acres, really. It's not huge, but <laughs> maybe not... huge for you, but for us, it's, it's normal size, really. Normal size. Now, these are all, all your strawberries pretty well are grown now up, up high, aren't they? They are. It's, it's much better for, you know, uh, for the plant because up in the air, its aeration is better in terms of disease, uh, all the crawling little creatures which are on the floor and uh, competing uh, against our berries or picking our berries for us and uh, damaging and not eating them completely. So they're not there, they can't get there. And uh, it's much easier in terms of maintenance, picking, interacting with the plant and everything, Mm. yeah. Now, I can't believe that, you know, again, you know, we talked about the quinces and we were saying how, you know, it's September, we're we're well into September, coming forward towards October. And if I look along this tunnel, it is full of red, red strawberries. Is it, I mean, they're they're an everberry, did you say? Yeah, this variety is an everberry variety. It's, it's a completely different habit of producing. It's not like the traditional June berries where you've got the berries during uh, two, three weeks period. This is producing for much longer period through the year, but less, uh, less fruit each time. So overall, it's producing slightly better than the June bearer, but not that much because uh, you say, wow, you picked it over five months and you must have picked uh, three times the amount, but it's not the case. It's just having consistently producing berry, but uh, less of it. And we're still hoping to pick into October if the weather allows. But I can't get over it. I mean, I'm, I've, we've, I've just picked a couple and tasted them. And I mean, they've got good flavor. They're sweet, aren't they? And you know, and we're getting cold nights, and you wouldn't—I wouldn't believe that you get this many produced. But massive, isn't it? Really, it, it, it is. It's slightly, you know, the the, the production uh, reduced a little bit with the cold nights. They're not in favour, really, to us because uh, as. Uh, Maybe you are aware, or the plant, if, if the temperature drops below 8 degrees, it goes to dormancy stage where it stops producing. But with the covers, with the poly covers on the top, we try to keep that temperature above 8 degrees. And at the moment it's working, but uh, yeah, the, the, the ripening process slowed down uh, very much. Now, just, okay, we've, we're in the tunnels here, but you've also got your, um, your greenhouse unit where you've got the double 
double troughs yeah. and going up and down that we've visited quite a time. It's, it's newish to you. It was experimental, but now it's just normal tradition, isn't it? It, it, it is becoming a normal tradition. We're kind of uh, <clears throat> getting used to it, that, and uh, we're hoping to produce for longer there, actually. I was going to say, because that's closed completely yeah. with ventilation, automatic ventilation, isn't it? Yeah, to, to put it in perspective to these uh, polytunnels, which we've got them outside, uh, we started the season three weeks earlier, and we believe we'll be three weeks late after this. And are they producing? Are they everberry in there, or? Yep. Yes, it's it, it, it's uh, yeah, it's all everberry actually. That's how you do it. Everberry keeps keeps producing as soon as you give it the right temperature. Now, because that's more controlled with the feeding, the ventilation, does it actually produce? Do do does each plant produce more berry, or is it roughly the same as you get out here? I know the volume's different, but. It, it is actually producing a pretty much similar amount or slightly more maybe because you've got a longer period of picking. So it's really, it's the longer period of picking. It's not the actual conditions that make it produce more fruit. No, it's the longer time. It, it's the longer time. So the berry, if, if you can uh, you know, imagine, it, it's a plant uh, and produces, uh, it, it's got the capacity to produce certain amount of berries through the year and for a certain time because the ripening process from a bud to uh, this uh, red berry this time of the year could be from between six to eight weeks during the summer it's about four weeks it's all about growing degree hours the more growing degree hours you you give the more berries you're going to get through the year so does this mean that you think that in the future you'll have to to expand the the production will you have to have more closed units do you think we would prefer to have more closed units because we're going to yeah, extend our season uh, beyond May and October if we could and uh, get into April, maybe March with a bit of heating and then uh, late in the season close to Christmas as possible. Is there any other crop that you could actually even think of growing in that condition do you think? We think it's possible, yeah, there's, there's, uh, the raspberries which we grow on site, that could be grown in that conditions too, and the same with the blackberries. So the future is interesting, yes? It's definitely, yeah, we, we're looking forward to it for next year and year beyond. Nothing stays the same, you've always got to be moving on. Andre Ivanov from Wilkin & Son, the home of Tiptree talking to Ken Crowther. And that brings to an end this podcast from World Radio Gardening. But please regularly revisit our website for the next update. This programme was sponsored by Tiptree Fruit Growers and Preservers, established in 1885.